We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is Crash and on W-E-E-I. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. For those of you watching on Twitch, you know what you saw up there while uh, we were away was our uh, YouTube playlist. You can watch us do this show on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, type in WEEI live stream. You'll be able to click on that right there. But WEEI has their own page on the tube. And uh, all of our videos are up there. So if you miss anything, not only can you go to the Odyssey app, but if you want to look at Christian's beautiful hair and me with a hat on, you can go to the WEEI page on YouTube. Uh, For those who are uh, watching there now, Coop is scrolling through all the videos. Oh, yeah, what a novel idea. That whole uh, 03 look back concept that we have is now turned into a podcast down there in Foxborough. And Apple TV jumping on our idea. So we're going to have someone on tomorrow to yell at him over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'll yell at him, but we are going to have the director of uh, the call it. What is it called? The Dynasty, the docuseries, the 10 part docuseries yes. that everybody is talking about. Um, his name is Matthew. I hope I say it right. Hamachek. H-A-M-A-C-H-E-K. Of course it would be a chick or a check in there yeah. because of Bill. Yeah, it, yeah, right? But it's C-H-E-K. But it is. I know. This guy spent three years on this thing. Three years doing this thing. You saw, and a lot of people had like, uh, you know, like early access to it. But, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, why, Chris, why did we get one? Oh, Chris Curtis. I mean, How my God. How did Chris God. Curtis get it? I don't know. You only have two rings with the team that they're part chronicling. And uh, somehow Curtis got the early screener or their skullduggery afoot. Yeah, I, I have heard no, no, that no, a lot of people on. think it's. You missed that. There could be skullduggery afoot. Ken Laird might have been the one. Uh, who got this access and only gave it to certain people? Now, now again, why would he I don't do know. That? I don't know. I don't why know. Maybe would he leave us out. Maybe why there's would he only exclude us. Maybe there's only so many. I mean, you know, all I hey oh oh three oh four. Hey, here's what, what do you want to know? I work with a guy who played on the team. Send you your questions. What? Like I'm seriously. gonna get us. I am gonna get us a copy of this. You know what? I am going to don't do worry it about us. it. Don't worry about it with me, because you know why? Number one, you live part of it. I live part of it. Covered part of it. I know there's a, all the stuff that's going to come out 
that is the, you know, <gasps> Brady said he wasn't going to sign back because of Belichick regardless. On Monday morning, it'll be all cataloged, and we'll is be able this, to talk about the discussion points. Is this just a, another like version of Patriot porn? Isn't that just all it is? Whenever there was any mic'd up session or anything like that, that was just, it's Patriot porn. This is, you know, you're going back in time. Are you gonna? Are you gonna hear anything? What I have heard is that um, everybody's really candid and honest. Okay, to a point. Okay, well, more than people thought. And Bill is still Bill. Here's the problem, and, which is the problem. And I just think had they waited a year to start this, I, sorry, you said it's been three years. Yeah, if you he's waited, been working on it for three years. If you waited to start it now, the amount of candor would go up because Bill is no longer involved in the situation. I think we need to remember that while they were filming this and giving the best answers that they could, there was still everybody working together on the whole. Brady was the one who had left, but you had everybody else that was kind of... So I do wonder uh, the level of candor in all this, but... That's awesome. We're going to have, uh, well, we're gonna have the guy will, put it together Let me confirm on. this. So I will confirm it. Show announcement. Breaking news. We will have the director of the Dynasty, the 10-part the docuseries, on tomorrow at 11 a.m. Oh, good. He will also uh, be on Twitch. So you could watch him on Twitch. He's willing to come on Zoom. We're going to send him the Zoom information. We'll be, we'll be able to see him on Twitch and have a nice little conversation with him. So the Twitchers give me part of this also. All right. Uh, if you would uh, forward that gentleman's email so we can make sure to get him the uh, all of the uh, proper connections needed. I will make sure it is done. But uh, And then maybe at I the same it. time I can ask for uh, our own like little link so we can maybe watch some of it. Sure. We don't need no Because we can't get it from Ken. One. Yeah, and I don't know if it went to Ken or not. I'm just saying that, you know, Streamline, Curtis was bragging today about it. Everybody's driving in this morning, and they're like, oh, well, I haven't seen it yet. Is this one of those things that people are going to uh, talk about? Hey, uh, quickly, Chiefs and uh, Steve Spagnolo have uh, agreed to a contract extension. So of course they did. Spags is going nowhere he, uh, in case They'd be stupid to let him go. He's he's such a big part of that, their future success. Keep that it together. Keep it together it, until it crumbles. Well, play, especially that, that defense. It's the second youngest defense in the league. Mm-hmm. So they're all 25 years old. They're not going anywhere. Uh, well, we'll see. And Chris Jones walks out the door at thirty million bucks and goes somewhere. That's a pretty big that hit. Probably should probably spend some money on. Yeah, him as that's well. a pretty big hit. That's a yeah. uh, that's a uh, that's a real big one right there. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We do see you on the phones. We're going to get to it, but uh, uh, this was in the Globe this morning, was it not? Is that Nicole Yang uh, writes for the yeah, the uh-huh. Globe? Uh, the divide between the offense and defense in the Patriots locker room uh, was brewing, according to Jonathan Jones, who joined us many times uh, down the stretch. Uh, Jones said he found out via social media Belichick would not be returning, putting an end to what he called a shadow hanging over the season. Uh, Jones said, quote, we could feel as players the things are going to be different. A fresh change was needed. I think after these last few years, the expectations in New England and what the fans expect and what the players expect, we haven't lived up to that. 
that brings out a lot of frustration in guys and different traits that guys show. According to Jonathan Jones, tension between the offense and defense began to build. New England's offensive production ranked in the bottom of the league, yet the defense managed to keep the Patriots competitive. Jones said, quote, I think the division was something you could you could see was starting to happen. Something you never want to happen is offense versus defense, where the defense is like, well, we're doing our job because, one, that still doesn't win us games, and, two, that doesn't help the locker room. Um, is this that big a deal? Because even in this, Jonathan Jones kind of couches it with the it was starting to go that way. No, this is confirming what we all knew was happening. They were tr- the defense was trying to say like it was no big deal, but you could tell that it was affecting them. You could tell that the defense was irritated, frustrated. Even though they were trying to cover up for it, it was obvious they felt like they had to do too much of the work. So they were like holding a grudge against the offense. Mm-hmm. So there was silos. This is where the silos are kind of start. Offense bitching about the uh, you know defense bitching about the offense. Offense bitching about each other. Uh, I mean, you could just tell it was happening. And another reason why. Uh, Mac Jones will not be on this team. This is part of it. The defensive players, probably out of all of them, Grash, I would say, probably resent Mac Jones the most. Probably resent him the most because they out of know everybody else because they know there was something there and in him. Meaning, well, like because they, he was the, one that constantly put them in crappy situations, kept turning it over. Where they would give him good field position, he would screw it away. But a lot of the guys on that team also know how he played as a rookie. And know that there is there was something there when he first came into the league, and then it's gone backwards. I'm not saying that it that, that they're not feeling that way towards Mac. I think the sort of angst grows because it's oh he's better than that. What the hell is going on? Uh, and then when they went to Zappy, it was no real change whatsoever. And that's the thing, like with Jonathan Jones, when it said oh oh it was starting to well. Did it start, and that's when they sat Mac and they put in Zappy, and it got kind of worse in terms of yeah, you know, you're losing games six nothing, you know. So there, there's a little bit of context there that is missing. But I want to go back to something you said. Go ahead. If they're all about knocking down silos in Foxborough, and the defense was in their own silo, then how many of those guys got to go? Well, I would say I would I would say those guys get a pass because I think. There's natural animosity that brews from a defensive side when they are doing everything the way they should be doing it. And I think the animosity was directed at two different people, Bill and Mac Jones. Fair. Mac for just completely imploding and just, I'm just sick of him. I'm sick of his face. That's what I think the defense was, especially when they had to run on the field after they had good field position because he threw the stupidest interception known to man. Bailey got a pass because he was younger and wasn't supposed to be the starter anyway. There were no expectations for that. Yeah, there were no expectations. And I think for Bill, for hanging on to him too long or for ruining him, I do think those are real things. And that's how I think pick a side. I think you pick a side. And that's also, I think, where more younger players or guys like Jonathan Jones were like, listen, it was time for a change. We were all leaning towards Gerard Mayo. We all kind of knew that he was going to get the job. You know, other people that were on staff were kind of sending mixed messages, creating a diversion, creating uneasiness. Like, that came from players and staff members. 
That's a fact. I've talked to people inside that building. There was a there was a there was a difference of opinion between staff members and players directed at Bill and Gerard Mayo. So this to me, when I saw it, I was like, I mean, he's being a little coy in the first paragraph that you read with the, the one line where it says, uh, "quote That brings out a lot of frustration in guys and a lot of different traits that guys show." What does that mean? Traits that guys show. Oh, it could be anything from Mac and the way he comported himself to Jonathan Jones looking around and realizing, I got a lot of judgmental guys here on defense. And if we bring in a young quarterback, this isn't exactly going to be the healthiest environment because if everyone doesn't buy in on the guy, why am I supposed to expect because Big Bad Bill isn't there that they're not going to build their own silos, side-eyeing each other going, yeah, this guy's a slap. If they did it once, why can I? How can I trust they're not going to do it again with a guy who might come in, might make a bad first impression, or people look at him and be like, "God, this kid's lost." How am I supposed to get behind this? Let's build that silo again and start looking at people sideways. Yeah, but I think you don't. You think that you have a um, you're more patient with a young rookie with lots of upside. If than this you are. is if this is all about the offense struggling, it doesn't matter whether it's Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, or insert young guy here. But if no, if but this defense is I'll, again, I'm using your thing. If this defense is just going to build their own silo based on what they think of the offense. Why Why am I automatically going to think that those players on that side of the ball are going to react differently to what we're all expecting to be a struggle of a year offensively? Well, I think that that's over now. Like, that situation is over. That was temporary. That was built over two years now. Think about it. With the Matt Patricia angle and then the Bill O'Brien, then the Mac Jones, and all that stuff was built over time. And now that all those guys are gone, you can really start fresh. You could talk about it like Jonathan Jones was. You can mention the fact, like, you know, that things were going bad. You could admit what was actually happening and how excited you are to start over again because it was it had gotten out of control. So a 31-year-old corner is supposed to get jacked up over a young guy coming in when the team might be good three years down the road? We need, yeah. to, we need to put a pin in yeah. this. Yes, absolutely. Wait. No, let's continue this because, because I'm not completely buying it. It's an older defense with dudes where the clock is ticking. And if they're going to struggle on offense just because there's a guy that was a pick, that's going to change everything? Are we going to dig into this deeper? Sure. 617-779-7937. And it does kind of get us to the new look staff down there and how that will be a part of things. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say W-E-E-I's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. 11-23, Gresh and Fourier here with you. Lunchtime parlay coming up. Andy Hart, an hour from now. Talking about the uh, comments from uh, Jonathan Jones, where even he couched it and said it was beginning to create a divide. Mm. And I guess my question is, so it's it, so it's literally as simple as Bill's not there. Someone else is either in waiting or playing quarterback. And that uh, I guess it's just, so. Why don't you believe it's possible? No, no, no. I do believe it's possible. Here's the thing that I'm jumping on. Why should I believe it's going to end? Oh, well, it... it, it, That's my point. I think you're saying it wrong. This is not... Like, if this defense got this way with a better coach and whatever they thought of Matt going into the year as the quarterback and they switched to Zappi, so maybe that calms some things down a little bit. But this is not just about the quarterbacks, Christian. This is about the performance of the offense. Everyone's going to push, the, and even in the Twitch chat, oh, it's on the Mac, 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 Mac. No, everyone ripped the wide receivers all year long. Trent Brown got dogged out all year long. You right now do not have a quarterback of the future. You have a running back everybody likes who's about a year away from going into free agency and probably getting money elsewhere, maybe where Ramondre Stevenson. If the issue was the offense, not just the quarterback, the offense, then why am I to believe that this older group of veterans, a lot of guys who are heading into free agency, are going to be looking at this and being like, well, we got the kid who will be the QB here next year, and we have a different coach, so Bill's not yelling at us. But, uh, yeah, things are real, real different. I, I think there's two things. One, uh, why do you – your question, why do, I, why do you think it should end? Or will, how, why do I think it will end? Well, it's already ended. What you need to be careful of is um, it's starting again because everything's over, everything's starting fresh, and I also think the big difference between this year and last year – this year, I think the defense knows it's going to have to pull its weight. It's going to have to do more because they're going to have a rookie quarterback with zero experience. So they know going into the season, they're going to need to do more. They're going to have to hold leads. They're going to have to be good on third downs, have a good red zone defense, all that stuff. Where last year, I think they were kind of like, this wasn't supposed to be like that. Why? This is like, not only is it not supposed to be like that, nobody in their wildest dreams imagined it being this bad. This bad. It was horrible. And that's why I think that's why I think it's going to be different. I think all these guys that were asking for something different, that were tired of it, and started bitching and complaining about the offense and how they were running things, and more importantly, it was really directed at Mac Jones. Let's just be honest. Like, I feel like most of those guys, and I can easily see it. If I knew a defensive player was 
just, you know, crapping himself and wetting himself like over and over again, I would start looking at the defense and go, these guys are a bunch, a bunch of chumps. They don't even really care. We should all be pulling the wagon in the same direction, and these guys are literally nothing but anchors. So I don't think you're going to see. This is going to be the biggest kumbaya camp you have ever seen in your life. Everybody's great. Everybody listens. F-E. Nobody complains. Everybody's voice is heard. Wow, we're just connected like we've never been before. Wow, isn't this awesome? Yeah, that, so, yeah, we're connected better. But this year, we know the defense has to carry the whole team, whereas last year, we didn't think we had to, so we could silo it up. Uh, listen, that's You know that's the way it works. Why are you acting like that's not no, how it works? Uh, you know what? If that's the way that it's going to work, then start to rebuild your defense now then. Then start to look to make your tweaks now then because I don't know offensively if if you're just – say they bring back Trent Brown and here's, the, here's pretty much the same wide receivers and maybe you throw someone else in there. Oh, but he got the number three guy quarterback – and that defensive guys are going to be trained enough to look and be like, okay, this guy's got something. This guy does, this guy doesn't. Why am I supposed to think this group isn't going to be judgmental six weeks into the year? Because you're right. They'll be the FE at the beginning of camp. Hey, kumbaya, here we go. And you're one in five and the offense is still struggling. I'm supposed to expect the defense is just going to be like, you guys are playing hard. You guys are playing hard. Don't worry. We'll be okay. You guys keep playing hard. They I didn't do it. They different. didn't do it last year. Now I, they're going to do it this year. I would only say. I only say because I've been on these teams where the you just sit there and you look at the young quarterback and everybody knows that nine out of ten times the the rookie quarterback struggles. They have highs, they have lows, and you just have to hold on. And you, I don't think anyone. It, I, the Patriots are a little like the, uh, the the Red Sox. Like I don't. I think the expectations, even though they're saying what the standard is, we're all kind of acknowledging that they're not going to be very good. They're just not going to be very good. They have a, a super young staff, a new coach in a very very tough division. Forget about the conference. Their division alone is tough, and they're the worst team in the division right now. And they even with the additions that they will add, they won't be they won't have a better quarterback than the Buffalo Bills. They won't have a better quarterback than the Jets, and they won't have a better quarterback than the Dolphins. Okay, so I, I just pulled up this list, right? Okay. I'm gonna give you the guys who are in the final years of their deal here. Okay. Devon Godshaw, Dietrich Wise, Lawrence Guy, Christian Barmore, Daniel Equali, uh at linebacker. Chris Board, Jelani Tavai, Raquan McMillan, uh, Judon has some sort of funny money thing for 2025, but it looks like this can end up being the last year of his deal. Jonathan Jones, Jabril Peppers, uh, Adrian Phillips, Sean Wade. So the guys who would know what they're looking at, there are that many people going into the final year of their deal, and they're just going to effie it up. Because there are new Why people did, there. No, no, that's not. I don't think that's how it works. There are guys playing for their futures and their future contracts. That should motivate them. But again, if it's going to turn into the, oh boy, things might get divided if offensively we're still in the spot where we were, You that, that rookie, who if it is, whomever it is, walking in at number three, Better be able to convince those vested veterans pretty quickly that they should have confidence and faith in him. 
because those are the people that sniff it out quicker than anybody else. I just think that the the silos that everybody's talking about, the lack of communication, the lack of connectivity, I think all those things are like a fungus and they just grow over time. And it, and then next thing you know, like you look back and your whole team is infected. That's what happened. Gresh, we were talking about this happening in the middle of the season, and they, they were denying it. Every time a Patriots defensive player came up to talk at the podium, all the questions were the same, hey, and I'm they not, all denied that. I'm not denying that it happened, but if Trent Brown's back as your left tackle next he won't year, be. but if he but if he is and they land on that because they realize they can't do any better, that defense is all of a sudden going to be like, well, Bill's not here, and you know Mac might be elsewhere, so I could feel differently about Trent Brown. Or I'll fit, hey, you know what? Parker's going to be back. Veteran, good guy. Keep playing hard, buddy. That's okay. We'll get. We'll find a way. We didn't get behind you last year, but you know what? With this new rookie here and this new coach, yeah, I can get behind you. If they think these guys can't play, they're not going to change their mind because a rookie walked in and, and made you forget Mac Jones's face. That's I, my I, whole point on this. Yeah, I'm not. No, I don't buy it though. I don't. I don't think. That that is the thought process going into this. So you think some of these defensive players were like, damn, they're just not using Parker right. He's so much better. Or, man, Juju, he was really worth all that money and bringing him in here, right? Or you could tell, you could tell, you could, if you were on defense, how would you be, how would you view, what would be your perception or your, your narrative if you were on that defense? Let me tell you, if I'm a, if I'm a free agent to be, and this is the last year of the deal, I'm going to come in in great shape. I'm going to try to get as many snaps as I can. I want to avoid all the drama or whatever and just go play your ass off. Okay. That's it. So what? What are you worried about? Well, like, then if that's the, the case, the, then why did, again? Well, if that's the case, then why did they build silos in the first place? But like, you know why they silos were built. You know why? Because when when things don't go well, people just like Bill Par, just like Parcells talked about, they huddle in groups and they form little posse's and little, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they start complaining and pointing fingers. Yeah, and man, it's middle, not our fault. Yeah, the middle of our offensive line is really bad. But I'll tell you what, just because it's a new calendar year, I'm I'm really going to believe in those guys. Like, if you're a player and you've made up your mind that a guy can't go, you're not changing your mind because somebody changes their underwear. That's what it feels like. Well, it's there's, the whole, there is an aspect of delusion that kind of has to be included into this variable to but try to talk yourself into yeah. hey we won't be as bad with a rookie quarterback or da 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 yeah yeah there and there is a little bit of that to start and then cuz i don't know but every year i was on the uh, i played for the Seahawks it was always the same thing right uh, and we had a lot of silos and we had a lot of dissension in the ranks and it was a lot of finger pointing and there was a lot of talent and every single year we start the same way, and every single year we end it the same way until uh, Holmgren came in and kind of like just killed all that noise. Just killed it. It was like he was a he was a he was a loud, uh, you know, boisterous guy. He had a good reputation. People believed him, and he was throwing guys out of the building, or he was benching the best players on the team. It was everything was so different. And everybody who was bitching and complaining just stopped. It was it was amazing how it happened, and he he brought a lot of credibility. Now Mayo is different, though. He brings absolutely no credibility mm-hmm. as a head coach. Every time you look, look at like even like some of the other quotes in here that we didn't get to about how 
everyone talks about male being, you know, proactive and being approachable and being, you know, understanding and being just, you know, you know, uh, listening to the players, which I think is just absurd. Just it's just absurd to me the new mentality that exists in the NFL. It just it it's I part of me doesn't believe it, but the more people and more coaches I talk to in the league confirm it. And I just don't understand how they can coach. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I'm uh I'm with you. There's gotta be a level of buck stops here or yeah, there's gotta the be boy, a level I mean, of Yeah, just just yeah, I get it. You wanna know, just do your job. What happened to that? Are they going to take the do your job part out of the building? Oh, yeah, it's created. They, a they si- probably have to do it right. Created a silo <laughs> of a bunch of people who wanted to do their job. Got to knock it, it down. It was a good silo, but you got to knock it down. It, it really should be do your job as long as you know exactly why you're doing your job. Yeah, oh, there you go. Like, That's add right. Add something to it. Okay. Do your do- job if you're okay with my explanation of your job. Do your job. <laughs> And then in parentheses, the crafts are now in the loop. There you go, right? Like, that's what we really want. Do your job collectively, forever, yeah. together. You yeah. know? Do your like, job as long as you're in a safe place. No, right? you know what? That's what it is. No more do your job. Now Just, it's, no, yeah. no. Now do whatever you want. Now it's collaboration nation. That's what yeah. it should be. Brand yeah. it now. How put it on the back they pay of the shirt to do your job. Like, oh, don't wear um, your do your job because we're not doing your our jobs anymore. We are a collective group of grown men hoping to all achieve the same goal at exactly the same time. As long as everybody's okay with it. Uh, Jonathan, can you confirm to me that there's some paint left over from the build that we can cover up all of those types of things? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can only imagine that phone call. Hey, uh, I want to get to the coaching staff because that does, in a way, tie into uh, to our conversation. And the coaching staff is uh, now coming together. It's uh, a lot of friends of Green Bay. But uh, Tyquan Underwood recently named the assistant wide receivers coach. I don't know who the wide receivers coach is. Did they figure that out yet? Well, I heard. I don't know who it is officially, but it looks like Troy... Brown is still involved, but I feel like they're going to repurpose him. The, can, so they're going to reassign him with yeah, the staff, him. let's say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you got Drew Wilkins at outside linebacker, Dante Hightower at inside linebacker, Brian Belichick at safety, Mike Pellegrino at corner, Jerry Montgomery at D-line. I will expect people uh, during the year in their accordance with their hate with Belichick to hoot on Mike Pellegrino and Brian Belichick because they are leftovers, mm-hmm. so they must be bad. Yep. Uh, and uh, even though Demarcus Covington is too, we'll be excited about him because he's empowered as the D.C. So we'll yes. pick and choose what lane we want to go here on the whole uh, Bill deal. Uh, but Will Lawing is leaving. The former tight ends coach is now going to go to BC, apparently, and I guess sort of be the offensive coordinator, but just probably not call plays because Billy O is going to want to do that. Yep. And this running backs coach, Taylor Embry. Yep. What do you know about this guy? Um. Well, I know a lot about him. He was actually uh, my son's coach at Where? the University of Colorado. Oh really? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was like a quality control assistant tight ends coach in San Francisco. That's why he came for the Mike Shanahan offense. So he's been brought up. His dad's been a coach in the NFL for for years. We might have to have someone someday come on and explain to us exactly what the quality control and the assistants and the analysts actually do. 
in terms of their career. Like for somebody like Bill O'Brien, it's like, yeah, I went to be an analyst for a year because somebody was paying me $5 million. But for a guy like this, it was the way he breaks in. I'm curious as to the differences in terms of well, for a, him, ne- a neophyte versus someone who was invested. Well, for him, invested. he he basically was like he he was he he was given control of the tight ends room in San Francisco and he would put up the plates and he would run some of the drills and then he got his his own room uh, as a tight ends coach at Colorado and then he jumped to the Jets because Sala was at San Francisco while he was there so he made a good name for himself knows that offense so Sala brings him to the Jets to coach the running backs the running backs do a good job um, he brings a, so he interviews he, uh, so the Jets don't want to really retain him, or they lowball him an offer, and the next thing you know, the Patriots uh, uh, bring him in, and supposedly he just wowed the hell out of him, did a great job on his interview, and they signed him right away. He's there today. But to me, this was just looking at this staff, it is interesting, the philosophy that they've been talking about is, is becoming evident in the coaches that they hire. They are hiring young, collaborative communicative um, coaches that understand what younger players need, which is, uh, in my own way, my own words, explanations. Mm. They just want to know. And I, I, Gresh, I talked to a couple guys last night about this because I was interested about this staff and the whole mentality behind it. And it was an older coach that confirmed everything that Gerard Mayo was saying. These guys today, you need to tell them why. And I said, well, when I was a player, I wanted to know why. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, you know, I wanted to know why we were doing things. And, you know, in the end, I just did it. But isn't what, isn't this the same thing? He said, no, you need to go into explanation as to why. So the coaches need to be brighter. They need to be able to explain it. Every last detail, which I think is just, I guess it's just the way it is. But I guess it's no longer good enough anymore to have players saying after the game that, yeah, what Bill tells us is exactly what happens in the game, and when Isn't we screw it up, like that, I, I, I'm amazed by. So you'd rather have a great communicator who tells you the why on stuff that might not work, and you feel better about that than having a guy who might not explain the why all the time, but he's nailing it ninety plus percent of the time and telling you this will happen when da 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 da, and then you go and do it, and then it does. In theory, that would really be a lot of the proof that I would think most players need. I would say this, and this is this is the hard truth for me. Out of all the coaches I have had, the only person that get, really gave me a true quote-unquote why was Bill. He's the only one that had the ability to, hey, we have to do this in this game, and here's why. And I was amazed that he would actually put up film and give us examples so – the the message was was so much more well received than some coach just talking out of his butt. Hey, we got to do this. We got we got to be good on third down. Hey, these guys are tough. Okay, well, what do you want us to do? Like, what 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 should I go into the week thinking? Like, how should I attack my position? Bill was better at it than anybody, which is amazing. That if you hear it from a young coach, it's more believable as opposed to an old coach. Who has a bigger, longer, more successful track record? Again, it just makes no sense to me. It would zero be, sense. Yeah. It's all make believe. Yeah, all that, of it. That would uh, that would really make me pause as a personnel guy in terms of the 
breaking these players down during the process and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. We will have to unpack a little bit later on. It is interesting that the Patriots have now gone to an inside linebackers coach and an outside linebackers coach as well. Because I wonder sort of how they might tweak that scheme a little bit before the defenders all realize that the offense is the same as it was pretty much last year, and then they'll all go, you know, start to divide the locker room or whatever. And all because nobody understands. Off. That's right. That's the big it's, thing. Again, uh, uh, my thing is when they walk into the building, again, just, just you know, suggestions for changing the, you know, the message in the locker room. Get rid of do your job, and then just say, Ask why. Like this, that, that should be go. the ask why. You know what? Maybe, and then we'll tell you this time. Instead of uh, <laughs> instead of do your job, it is whatever you guys want. <laughs> oh, whatever man. you think is best. There you go. That's right. Because that's 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 the way to go in the league. Oh man, the lunchtime parlay is next. A U D A C Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W E E I. Ah, man, last night, two or two on the old parlay. Oilers won on the 60-minute line. Those should be called the Ric Flair bets, Billy. Remember how Ric Flair would always in the 80s, I'm a 60-minute man. Those should be Flair bets when it comes to hockey. Uh, Tampa and Boston went under six and a half. Didn't look like it was going to, but it did. Jalen Brown did not get a block against the Nets. And I had had Detroit plus 11 and the Lakers win by 13. <laughs> like one bucket at the end. Give me a push. God dang it. So I, I, oh God, I agonized over that one this morning. So two and two on the parlay. We have hit two of them this year, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, those that are wondering. We also had uh, Fourier, before we get to the picks, a lot of people being like, why do you guys keep mentioning silos? Blame Robert, blame Robert Kraft and Gerard Mayo for the <laughs> knocking down silo stuff. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, the lunch- and, and admitting yeah. that they were up in the first place, to be honest. Oh, with there you. you go. Right. Yeah. Well, the lunchtime parlay is presented by FanDuel America's number one sports book and the official sports book of WEEI. Uh, I'm going to go to college basketball. Now, Seton Hall and Shaheen Holloway was one of the early stories of the year where the Pirates, where they were playing great early on. Yeah, but you look at the schedule and they fattened up against some uh, really bad teams. They've all in the last handful of games they played in the Big East. They've only got two wins, and it's against Georgetown and DePaul. They just got pantsed badly by Villanova. Shane Holloway's doing a great job. Some say he's a coach of the year candidate because they're above 500, but Seton Hall is slowly going into the tank. And Xavier, who's only a couple games under 500, but highly rated within all the ratings and rankings or whatever in terms of maybe being able to go to the NCAA tournament. Xavier's plus two and a half tonight. I know it's a weird line, and normally I'd say, yeah, go with Seton Hall with the line weird, but it feels like the Pirates are sinking. I'm going to go with Xavier tonight getting points on the road against the Hall. Billy! Good morning, Billy Land. How are you? How are you? Doing all right. All right. Did Bubba get in the snow yesterday? Or, no, uh, we, well, we literally had nothing in well, Quincy. There was a little bit... 
on like the grass areas, and that was about <laughs> it. And that was it. So and that was pretty much it. Yeah. So Benny's first snow might get pushed back no, to next year. We got to make it. A, we got to make sure it's like a real storm, something yeah. legitimate that we can possibly lose him in when we send him down. A, send him down a park hill in an inner tube, and oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. 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 Grab grab a trash can lid. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> Old send school. Him down a hill. Yeah, I can hear Wiggy now being like, yeah, that was my sled. Yeah, <laughs> just stole it <laughs> off a barrel. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the Lakers tonight. The Lakers are in Utah to play the Jazz. Uh, I'm taking the Lakers on the money line. Simple. Lakers. Nice. Money line. Money. Uh, Chicken Nick, what do you got? Going with hockey, of course. The Florida Panthers, they are in Pittsburgh to play the Penguins. I'm actually kind of surprised at how good the value on this is considering how bad the penguins have been lately and how good the panthers have been so just give me the the florida panthers on the money line tonight in pittsburgh and finally hopped up foyer all right let's go the nets uh back-to-back games nets at the boston uh, celtics right so last night boston won by eight uh they actually man they were up by almost like 23 points at one point in time jason tatum comes out of the game and I think the Nets kind of scared Boston a little bit. Tatum had to come back in the game, and that's how they ended up winning uh, this one. So last game before the All-Star break, you know these guys aren't going to really be into it. Uh, maybe Porzingis plays. Maybe Tatum doesn't play. Who the hell knows how much they play? But I can easily see the Nets covering this uh, because, uh, listen, they almost covered it last night. So 13 feels like a lot. I feel good about it. Uh, Nets plus 13 and a half. Florida Panthers on the money line. The Lakers on the money line. Xavier plus two and a half at Seton Hall. Oh boy, your ten bucks today will win you one hundred seventy-two dollars and sixty-two cents. Let's go. We will get that out on social media. Gresh Fourier, W E E I on X or Twitter. Gresh and Fourier. Spell the A N D in full in between our last names to get us on the old Instagram. We will get that up there as well. And don't forget. You can subscribe to the Gresh and Fourier podcast right now. Drop it right into the device of your choice by just click and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find the Gresh and Fourier podcast. Coming up, Celtics do win in Brooklyn, but Brad Marchand also played his thousandth game. And I feel like, sadly for Marshy, it's just kind of just flying under the radar a little bit, but it really is a big deal, especially when you look at the list of players who have played a thousand games in the NHL. We will get to all that next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.